Billion Bling is owned and operated by a queer person of color in Vancouver who advocates for the destigmatization of empowerment expressed through honoring people's rights to their own bodies and sexuality. As an exotic dancer myself, I, Cosmic Kitty, founded Billy and Bling looking to offer something new to the overlapping communities across the globe. Little did I anticipate how much hype would surround this new business within the first year of production with some of the most renowned dancers in the country representing our brand. Our beautiful team is consistently growing with people that are always striving to create new sexy fun and high quality handmade products. We've got micro bikinis, slingshots in two different styles, jock straps, biodegradable glitter, stainless steel jewelry, and so much more. Follow us on Instagram at B-A-E-L-I-E-N dot bling. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Stripped by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi on stage. Again, don't ask me when I'm going to be back on stage dancing. I actually don't know. Um, I just have a kind of busy schedule and I'm leaving next week to go on vacation and then after that... some other things that I have to attend to so maybe it's looking like March or maybe at the end of February who knows um but yeah um that is me dancing online you might know me as Sia on camera or just Sia I am also a cam girl an OnlyFans girl uh do some digital content creation stuff and um many years ago I was a sugar baby for a lot of years and we are actually going to be talking uh something similarly related to uh sugaring today we're actually talking about exclusive exclusive and semi-exclusive arrangements and this can also be applied to yes in the sugar world but also for you folks that are also in the full service world as well or escorting world so we are going to bring on our special guest today which we will announce shortly but of course if you've read the title of this episode you will know who it is so just wait patiently while I gotta say all my shit so first of all just want to say hello to all the lovely patreon subscribers that are currently subscribed, past, present, whatever. Um, again, it's just really great to know that people find value in this podcast and a lot of you use it as a resource um, because it is a free resource. And I am just super appreciative of of all you guys financially supporting the show. So I just want to give a quick little shout out to those who are on the top tier block. Um, we do have Snoo Snoo from Germany. We've got Justin Erickson from um Washington uh, area. We also have Geyser. We've got Selena Money, Moxie Mayhem, Eric Araujo, B. York, also from the Seattle area. We've got McKenna King from Edmonton, and we've got Red Door Products, also hailing from the Seattle area as well. So thank you so much. You all get a fan recognition shout out on the, for being on the top tier, but there also are tiers one and two, which of course are super great and, and still helps me a lot too. So for as little as $4 a month, you can go ahead and financially support the show. If you're looking for extra bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, um, some of my behind the scenes AVNs, uh, uh, content will be on there and released shortly. Uh, give me some time to <laughs> upload all that. And also some fun like stuff behind the scenes at expos and conferences and stuff like that. Um, feel free to subscribe. It's patreon.com slash stripped by Sia. And again, rates as low as $4 uh, a month, which is like the price of a 
an average coffee, I would say, nowadays. But who knows? Inflation is a thing. Um, <laughs> I know um, we're still – at the time of this recording, maybe you guys are not in L.A. or Vegas anymore for all the awards and all the big conventions and events. But in case you are and you are in the Los Angeles area, um, just want to do a quick little shout-out to Sage Health, who is in a, a premier testing service based in the Los Angeles area. Um, if you are a listener of Stripped by Sia, you get $15 off, actually, for your test. So uh, please visit sagehealth.net and type in the code Stripped by Sia for $15 off of your test, or test plural, I should say, because <laughs> that's really important. Um, I'm really glad to have um, cut this down just because this year we are going to be launching some stuff uh, later this month. If you didn't hear at the beginning of this episode, um, all of this month we are going to be highlighting uh, small businesses uh, that are sex worker owned and operated. So uh, if you did hear it earlier today, that is just one of many businesses that are participating. I'm just giving some free ad space for sex worker owned businesses because community but also like advertising but also like marketing and also like sex workers love to support sex workers so that's kind of what I'm shifting uh, gears this year I just want to kind of elevate other businesses and other sex workers as well so go support all of the wonderful um, businesses we are highlighting this month Okay, so we're here. Um, we're four minutes, 26 seconds in, which is awesome. Um, as I mentioned this episode, uh, we are going to be centering around exclusivity and what that might mean, especially those who are brand new to that world. So the full service slash escorting slash sugaring world. And I'm sure maybe even other parts as well that of sex work, maybe even doming that can apply to maybe BDSM if you have... Um, if like you're a sub maybe. So there are a lot of things that exclusivity can apply to. Um, and today I am bringing on guest Emily Monroe, all the way from New York City, who will be joining me today to share a bit about her life and her, how she runs her business and how she navigates exclusivity and semi-exclusive arrangements. So, um, Emily is a full-service sex worker based in New York City. She will be telling you all about all the things that she does as I am letting her speak now. Emily, are you there? <laughs> I am. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here and talking about all things exclusive. Uh, like you said, it does definitely span um, all the way I guess really from the vanilla world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess we all we all start with that longing for the boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever, and reaches all the way down into, I guess what I personally am currently involved in, which is a uh, more full service exclusive arrangement, uh, which is really what I'm here to talk about today, and all of the different ways uh, that you can be involved, and in. they really are not a one-size-fits-all sort of thing. So definitely the way that you can make them work for you and the person that you're with. I love that. And I'm really glad, Emily, that you mentioned like, oh, that just even stems from the vanilla world, which is so true. And I didn't, I didn't even like occur to say that. I'm just like, sex work only. But absolutely, you know, in, in relationships in general, at its basis, um, you might crave, and this doesn't go for all relationships, but, you know, maybe a lot of relationships um, might want to 
gravitate towards an ex- like exclusive kind of mindset. So you and another person. But we are going to get into all of the fine details surrounding that. But Emily, I, I do think it's important for me to, again, pass the mic on to you uh, just because I know just a little bit about you based on what I see on Twitter slash X. And I think it's really important to give my guests the opportunity to describe themselves or introduce themselves in their own words and terms. So feel free to give yourself a little bit of an intro. And then I guess from there, we can kind of learn about like your own personal sex work journey in terms of like how you got started and whatnot. And then we'll get into all the meat and bones of the episode too. Sounds great. Well, um, I, like you said, I work, live, play here in New York City. Uh, I am originally from down south, I guess is what I like to claim. Um, But my father, while not in the military, we moved around like military kids. So I really have no particular home base. Um, But my accent, I guess, clearly puts me from somewhere in the southeast. Uh, I originally came to sex work when I was in grad school. Um, It was something I kind of had always had an interest in. It was something that sort of naturally drew my attention um, and kind of just sort of naturally evolved for me. And also as a lovely way to offset what still ended up being just a wonderful amount of debt. Um, and then, well, truth, truth we'll be told. be honest there. Yes. <laughs> and then um, actually continued afterwards, not only to like, you know, help continue to pay for it, but also allowed me a lot of flexibility in looking for a job. I know everybody thinks, oh, you got that MBA and now you're making tons of money. But (laughs) why I went to grad school was as nice as it is. I actually went to try and help people. And that tends to not really pay any money. So Mm -hmm. it actually allowed me a lot of room to do what I love to do in my quote unquote civvy job or my day job. And I am super lucky and super grateful for that. And I really just like to spend time with my clients in general, learn a lot from them, and just sort of adds this nice little aspect to my life where I get to spend time with these cool and interesting people while also getting to do all of the things that I wanted to do professionally, I guess, in the quote-unquote Civ world. Um, And yeah, I personally don't um, spend, since I do have a quote unquote regular job, I personally don't see tons of clients. I usually um, keep it to maybe like every other day or so at most just to keep my own mental health at a regular place. Um, But that is just me personally I can't honestly handle the number of emails so if I owe you an email and you're listening to this I apologize (laughs) (laughs) well you know I'm glad that you mentioned like you know for 
own mental health and your own sanity too. It's it's so important because um, I remember from my days as like a sugar baby or again, or any facet of sex work, if you're, if you're doing this full time, like kudos to you. I do this. Hmm. I also have a civvy job as well too. So it's, it's nice to have that balance of like, you know, like I'm here and I'm just like on my laptop and doing my thing. And then, um, Usually, like a lot of nights and afternoons, I will engage in sex work too. But I, I need to have actually a, a day off, at least one or two days off completely from not doing any kind of work. And sometimes that can be so, so hard. And also, you know, I will say that comes from a place of privilege. Not all of us are in a place to exercise that, right? So, um, but I'm really glad that you mentioned that because. Some of us are just like, nope, it's all about the hustle. It's all about the hustle and, until you burn out. And then you're like, I can't do anything anymore. But, <laughs> but <laughs> absolutely. And I, I will say that I used to be one of those people who was all about the hustle a hundred percent. And, and I've, in my old age, I, I hit 30. Um, <laughs> I've learned that I really need like, Sundays off to recoup or you know someday um which we will circle back to a little bit when we get into exclusives um because even in an exclusive I still need that day oh (laughs) regardless um you know I still get tired. <laughs> we all do. We're human after all, right? And and I'm with you too. Sunday for me, like I'll, I will cam in the morning uh, a little bit for those, but those are usually really short. Like, you know, I'll be camming for an hour and then I have the rest of my day to kind of do whatever. And girl, I hear you. I'm 34. So I understand <laughs> that like I need rest and I need sleep and I need to have my own life going on as well. So um, going back to you, Emily, did you want to talk about, um, I guess, like, I guess you kind of briefly told us about like how you got into sex work, but maybe we can kind of transition into, um, what exclusivity is, and we can talk about maybe different kinds of arrangements and then kind of hone in on exclusive and semi-exclusive ones and kind of go from there. Sure. So, um, to, to me, there are different definitions, I guess, of exclusivity, similar to how everyone has different definitions, let's say, of GFE or the girlfriend experience. That t- it tends to now have a thousand defi- definitions of what people think that means. So I think one, a good place to start off the bat is to have a discussion. Now, to me, they tend to fall in my own mental headspace into sort of three different categories. You have the sugar baby category, and then a semi-exclusive category, and an exclusive category. And so to break those down, the sugar baby category sort of spawns from a different place than a full-service, semi-exclusive, or exclusive arrangement. They tend to come from a different um, platform dating service. They have a little more of a dating aspect to them. They're sort of driven from more of a date place, and they seem to have a little more of a 
mentorship kind of vibe. They're a little more older man, younger girl. Uh, yes. In my own personal opinion, yes, they to tend to feel a little more predatory. Yes. And I know that can this. be a little, I know that can be a little judgmental and feeling, but that's just been my personal experience and what I've seen happen. Um, <laughs> so I, I am personally just going to put those to the side. I don't have a ton of experience with them and that's not really my area. Um, I know people have had great experiences and I also know a lot of people have grown out of the sugar baby world into full work mm-hmm. um, yes. because they've had bad experiences as sugar babies and realize it's not worth it. Yes. So we're going to oh my push gosh. that group down. Yeah. <laughs> like there's so many reasons why I haven't, and this is six seasons in, there's so many reasons why I haven't done an episode on sugar babying because I just feel like I have had my own experience and a lot of what you said I actually have to agree with. Um, and one day, maybe maybe one day we'll venture off and do a whole episode of that. I have a specific feeling about sugaring just because like that was my entry <laughs> into sex work 10 years ago. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's It seems to be a lot of girls' entries. It, yes. I'm not personally a fan of the power dynamic that goes along with the sugaring world. Yes. Um, it's it's not equal in any way, shape or form, at least in the escorting world, there is some sort of somewhat of a more equal, yeah, more equal balance, Mm -hmm. somewhat. (laughs) Um, So moving to the next one, my personal favorite type of arrangement is the semi-exclusive arrangement. Um, Now, what this is, is a little more of a conversation, honestly, between you and this person. You're going to set up an arrangement with this person where you will be exclusive to them with a little bubble of exceptions. Whether that bubble of exceptions are regulars you've already acquired and see fairly often and don't want to lose, or just sort of a certain number of people to kind of see a month, Um, whether that's, you know, I'm going to keep my regulars, maybe one new person a week-ish, you know, four new people a month. And that way you can still continue your business forward. And I personally find that it's just generally less of a risk for you. That way you don't have to totally shut down the business you already have rolling in case something, well, not in case it most likely is not going to last for the rest of your life. Right. 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 So it gives you the flexibility of, okay, so for the next six months, we're going to be doing this and then, you know, we'll reevaluate, see where we're at. But for those six months, I haven't pulled all my ads down, stopped running my Twitter to where I'm going to have to totally revamp everything. And that allows you to also keep in contact with those people you like. I personally love my regulars that I've seen for, you know, a couple of years. I would hate to not see them for a year and all of a sudden be like, hey, what's up? Right. Forget about me. I hope not. <laughs> um, especially that, you know, there's people you've known for years. I'm like, 
slightly curious, you know, Mm -hmm. did your daughter get into that college she dreamed of? Because now I'm invested. I've been hearing about it. So that's my personal favorite. Um, As long as you are honest, you're open, it can become dangerous if you are not honest with the person that you're with. You do not want to get caught in a lie situation because that's going to cause a blow up. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you are being very upfront with what's doable for you as far as walking back your business because you are going to have to walk back some of what you're doing right? simply in order to make room for spending more time with this person. Right. Emily, before we go to the next category, there's a couple of things that you said there that I'm really glad that you brought up. And one of them is like, yeah, in case that this ends, but actually correcting yourself and be like, this will end um, at some point. Um, and maybe there are some folks that have had like very long exclusive arrangements or semi-exclusive rela- um, relationships or arrangements, however you want to say them. Um, and maybe that has at like, you know, gone on for a long time but for the majority of them you know it will end and I know it's like maybe very how do I say it very idealistic for you to want something and there's nothing wrong with wanting something because that that is a dream that's maybe a goal for so many of us to have something that will just will be set up for the rest of our lives but um it's really risky to put all of your eggs or most of your eggs in a basket. So just be cautious of that. And, and also just to reiterate what you said too, in terms of like things can get dangerous um, if you're caught in a lie. So it's really, really important. And this goes for anything in, in, in sex work, honestly, in this job, like just being truthful to yourself, whether this is just, you know, something really casual or something longer, um, it's really important to put your your safety first and to have that prioritized. So, so thank you for bringing that up because not everyone wants to talk about that stuff. And unfortunately, like I just want to be as transparent as possible and just want to try to help people out and keep people safe as much as possible too. So, oh yeah, we're we're looking to get all the way to to and through a happy retirement Mm -hmm. and really you know it doesn't have to end for all i know both of your goal is to end up happily married and retired on a beach together and if that's the goal and it works out more power to you girl i'm so glad um but you know I would say, you know, most of us, unfortunately, may not achieve that. Mm-hmm. So you just want to be prepared. Yeah. And then, of course, your last version of an exclusive would be a true exclusive where we're shutting down our business entirely and being with this one person. Um, personally, I wouldn't actually shut down everything. I would just sort of hide, pull everything off. I wouldn't, like, delete everything. Um sort of hide all my ads but that is the most risky as far as when I personally think of something like safety I don't just think of physical I also think of emotional as well as financial um and when you're especially speaking of financial safety that's going to be the most risky um And so when you're talking financial safety with that person, one of the most important things, if you're doing a fully exclusive relationship, 
is to discuss getting some sort of upfront assurance, uh, some sort of upfront payment, some sort of upfront assurance that will provide for you when the relationship is over mm-hmm. for some amount of time in order for you to get back on your feet. Right. You don't want to be left. Let's say you guys have a huge fight and it's just done one day. And now you have no business and no job and have to start back over. And depending on how deep you're in, maybe you don't have an apartment anymore. You've moved in with him. You've done other things. So you want to make sure that you have something up front. And even throughout that relationship, you want to really ensure that you're saving and you're being very mindful of what you're giving up or any debt you're taking on with him to make sure you've got your bases covered for when things possibly and probably end. Yeah, that's a good point to make. It's almost like, you know, um, like a severance pay (laughs) in the civvy world. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I think we're especially a lot of people I've personally known get sort of stuck is they um, move maybe not in with the person, but they'll move to a more expensive apartment, possibly closer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll take on some sort of liability. They'll buy a new car. Right. And then all of a sudden that income stops. stops. Right. And then they're stuck with this thing. Um, So just be sure before you do any of that, that you can handle it on your own. And I personally just like to ensure that I have a couple of months so that I have some time just to get back on my feet, get everything rolling again. And if you're with the right person, they will want that for you too. This should not in any way be be an argument this should not be something you're having to fight for Mm -hmm. no totally I agree with you wholeheartedly these are so 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 much amazing um points here that we've started off for this episode which I'm really excited to get more into the nitty-gritty of everything but this is a great basis um and I'm really glad that you're able to kind of break things down into little chunks like that into those like three categories too um but maybe we'll kind of like talk about you know how to even set up said arrangement or said like some exclusive arrangement or financial relationship how do you do this and is this something that you can do right from the get-go if that's what you're both wanting or is this something that you can kind of groom existing regulars into and kind of romanticize that or like tell us how you would kind of describe this and navigate through this <laughs> okay so I personally I have had so I've done but both ish um I personally would not even if that person comes to you and they're like let's be exclusive today of any variety Personally, my answer to that is hell no. Um, And the reason for that is simply because I do not know if I can tolerate them Mm -hmm. for long enough to make that possible. (laughs) And that is not even me trying to be mean or cruel, but at some point 
you have to have somewhat of a personality meld. Mm-hmm. You cannot fake a year of communication. These exclusives have more communication and that's expected. So you're going to need to get to know this person at least a little bit. Oh yeah. So if they come in hot, I personally say, okay, cool. Let's turn you into a little bit of a normal client. So I personally would say my ideal is grooming more of a regular client into this person. I think one, you'll already kind of know the right person. It will be a client who's starting to become more regular and you'll start to notice that they are asking questions. They'll start to ask questions about how to spend more time with you, just start to book you more often, tend to have more interest in you personally. They'll start asking questions more about your goals, your sort of life dreams, what you have personally going on, and not and not like an annoying like what do you really do for work but in a like what are your hobbies in a caring kind are, of way do you pl- yeah like do you have a place in the world you really want to go visit that more of these like getting to know you type things and then I personally like to encourage them to do things outside more date type things and this is where I really find out if I can handle doing a exclusive with them. I need to, this is gonna sound shallow guys. No, not uh, at all. <laughs> but I I need to see how they interact with people. I need to see them like I need to go to dinner with them. I need to do an activity. I need to kind of see how they operate in the world to see if that's a person I'd be comfortable spending time with. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I really get a sense of that, I then just start to really just kind of build memories, test and see if there are any sort of limits on their end. Um, and that could be anything from work to a wife to medical, who knows what, um, and just kind of see if something I, per- like I said, I personally lean towards semi-exclusive. If something semi-exclusive is actually just a better idea for them overall and start leaning that way. And I find that, yes, it it typically is a better idea for them overall once they've started to check my boxes and I I'm concerned with my boxes not theirs right right um because if they keep calling me to show back up then I can feel confident that I am checking their boxes yeah 
No, definitely. And and like to comment on what you said earlier too, like this might sound shallow. It doesn't sound shallow at all. It's like completely valid because you want to be able to drive with a person and, and see how they're how they react, how they behave in like the normal <laughs> quote unquote world, um, outside the bedroom, outside of an in-call, out call, whatever, right? Like if you want if you're gonna be in public with this person, like they need to be a normal-ish kind of human and you have to enjoy them yeah. as well to an extent right so <laughs> well and you or on the other hand you know and I'm not not making any sort of judgment about this in the other way or on the other hand you need to prepare yourself for okay he's a great guy he's wonderful and at the same time, he's completely spatially unaware and has just like no sense of people being around him and will just like walk into everyone. <laughs> and that's just like going to be embarrassing every time we're in public. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just, you know, this is going to be something I have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Am I cool with that? Right. And, you know, this. This is still a job at the end of the day. You may not be 100% happy every single second, but you still want to be comfortable. And this is something that you're committing to for a long time. And so while you still want to feel safe, you want to feel comfortable, maybe every joke he makes isn't funny. (laughs) Maybe you don't love football but you're going to learn to like to watch football. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But if he's nice and he likes you and you guys get along overall, it's going to be great. And that's really what you're trying to figure out in these earlier stages. But I personally think you're going to need to take that client and figure it out from there. Yeah, definitely. Because everyone has their own things in terms of like what they can tolerate, what they will not tolerate and like what are just like, you know, I I won't be able to handle this. And, you know, I think like if I can draw some personal experience from my sugar baby days, like I think I tolerated a lot more when I was younger um, and would, you know, brace myself for certain situations and things like maybe I wasn't comfortable with in the beginning with uh, in the beginning and then kind of like looking at myself now, even though I no longer offer any kind of full service, anything. Um, I think like just knowing and developing my boundaries as I got older helped a lot in terms of like, you know, the people I could tolerate the the characters that are out there because there are a lot of characters and personalities and stuff too. So yeah, these are like really important questions to ask yourself um, when you are starting to get to know someone. And and personally, like if someone came up to me asking for an exclusive rela- um, relationship or slash arrangement, whatever you want to call it right away, I actually would consider that to be like a red flag and be like okay this might be a time waster slash scam slash something yeah i mean if it was in the first email it would definitely be deleted yeah <laughs> can't exactly. lie. i mean it's like you're full of shit if it came, yeah i mean if it came up on like the 
the first date that was like an extended thing, I would be like, this is very bizarre. Mm-hmm. And would probably try and like do something if it was in, in like a email, be a odd click by. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was so speaking of boundaries, that was one of the things I was going to mention. I don't know at some point is that for your for the person taking this on your personal personality i guess for handling exclusives if you are not a boundary holder this is not for you yes because the further into the exclusive you get this is just human nature this is not against any anyone in an exclusive the further you get into it the more boundary pushing any person will become Mm-hmm. that's just natural you get more comfortable so you'll start pushing further and further right if you are not good at holding limits it's just not for you yeah yeah really really. and you're you're more willing to cave to someone who you know it it's just really it's really not um yeah. also i do recommend as you're figuring out if this is the right person um this is also going to sound a little manipulative, but I do recommend getting into like a teeny teeny picking, like a teeny teeny tiny fight mm-hmm. um, to see his reaction and to see if he's going to immediately dump you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that way, that way you'll know one, if he gets violent or extremely angry and you can just go ahead and bail out before you're in too deep. Um, or you'll you'll just go ahead and be out the door before you got in too far and got too committed, and then all of a sudden he just cut you off mm-hmm. without you even being prepared for it. Not something huge. Just get like a little mad he bought the wrong kind of wine or something. <laughs> just kind of see what how he reacts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not something. Not something where we would be like screaming no definitely not just a little tiff <laughs> just like a little tiff just to see like how he reacts um just because they will happen little fights will happen it's natural you will end up yeah you will end up going on longer trips and yes. somebody will get you know a flight will get delayed and someone will get bitchy things happen <laughs> that's just life uh so you want to make sure that like you have no like true fear. I do not want anyone to be in this exclusive that they feel trapped in because of the money and do not feel safe in. That is mm-hmm. really what I do not want anyone to feel is happening to them. Yeah. So. But also, unfortunately, we, we do need to bring that up because there are situations where people do feel trapped because of the money. And do feel obligated oh, to do things. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, you know, like forego your own boundaries and your own consent because like, well, I'm getting paid this much and he's doing this for me. And, you know, maybe this one time I'll, I'll do that. But then honestly, that's the one time turned into a million more other times after that, unfortunately. But just, just know that that is a really real human Feeling to feel, um, I was definitely in that situation before where I was like living with my sugar daddy and it came to a point where like where my mental health was like, I'm so freaking depressed and 
the money is just not worth it anymore. The vacations, the gifts, blah, blah, blah. That's just like not worth it anymore. And and we will talk about later in terms of like navigating, exiting certain arrangements. Um, I don't want to kind of jump ahead too, but going back to you, Emily, um, I just kind of want to say those things because it's really important to bring that up too. But um, say like, you know, okay, it's like this person is on board and is like, okay, let's do this. I, I do want to do something semi-exclusive slash exclusive. How do you set up parameters in terms of like uh, how long this is going to go on for? So the duration of your arrangement slash payment, what, what does that kind of schedule look like, um, et cetera? Or like how would you uh, go about navigating this so i like to um probably should have said this in the beginning so put it in your brain about emily info from all the way back um so i also exist in the bdsm world uh and as like a sub stuff so i actually kind of come at this like in a little bit of that kind of negotiation sort of way. Mm-hmm. Typically, I like to go to dinner, um, crack open a bottle of wine, have some good food, and sit down and just straight up talk about it with them. Mm-hmm. I like to do, let's set this up for the next three months, six months, whatever, not longer than six months, but whatever you guys feel comfortable. And then we're going to have another dinner and we're going to talk about how, how we're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about how we're feeling. So one, we're not committing to anything too long. This is going to be a date you're comfortable with too. And also you're going to be able to reevaluate because you're going to give him a number and we're going to see how we feel about that number. We're also going to see how we feel about this time. So Let's talk about this number we're going to give him. What I personally do is I break down how much time I'm going to realistically give him. Mm-hmm. Because we're still in control of our calendars. Right. You're still busy. We still have lives, even if it's fake busy with fake stuff, right? So I let's say, I'm just making this up, let's say I'm going to do two two overnights a month like every other weekend and then we're gonna spend two days a week so like two evenings a week what I would do is I would just add up my fees for all of that Mm -hmm. and then subtract something out of it because there does need to be some sort of benefit to them Mm -hmm. It sounds bad. Some sort of benefit to them in going to this exclusive arrangement mm-hmm. because what you're getting from this is all of these other perks that come with this exclusivity. And these you're also going to lay out at this dinner. You're going to explain to him what you also expect Mm -hmm. whether that is monthly trips shopping budgets um your like 
maintenance stuff, hair, nails, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I pers- So this is something I always include in mine um, that I highly recommend. I personally always include the cost of my therapist every week. Yes. They have to pay for my therapy. Point blank. Um, Love that. That's freaking those- awesome, Emily. Love to hear that. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, I go anyway, but like they have to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> if they want, me- if they want me to be stable, come on. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> and you're gonna lay, yeah, you're gonna lay those things out for them too because they want you to be doing well, right? Mm-hmm. So they're gonna want to help with these things, and those things will also change and evolve. And you don't want to be afraid to ask for any of those little things. So, for example, I'm my current uh, exclusivity thing. There's two things we're currently talking about that would be monetary that are separate from our, I guess, exclusive. Um, one is that I personally want to pick up golf. So he has um, purchased me some clubs and some golfing lessons. So like very unrelated to anything, but bringing like a genuine benefit and like happiness to my life. It's something I just wanted to do. But also golf clubs are so expensive. They are. Like, (laughs) you know, just like stuff like that where – that's very silly that doesn't bring this like true benefit really but at the same time um we are also in the talks for um unfortunately I need to have another sinus surgery done this like a medical thing um but it sounds like I'm gonna have to break my nose this time like I'm gonna have to have a rhinoplasty done I've been really avoiding it because I like my nose. Yeah. Um, so I know, bummer. Oh my gosh. But he's going to pay for, so like the ENT will actually do the like making me breathe part. Mm-hmm. And then he's playing for the plastic surgeon to come in and like do the, like making it look nice part. Nice. So like, yeah. So like things like that where there is some like give and take. Right. Um, but you want to make sure that you're setting these expectations up at this first dinner. Totally. Yeah. Because you do teach people how to treat you. And this is like where you're getting this balance in. And when you're talking about actually getting paid is where things get complicated. Right. Yeah. Because I was like. After this. Yes. I was going to say because. Okay, yeah, I want to hear I want to hear what you have to say. So go off. <laughs> so the actual money piece is where it gets complicated. Um so I follow follow the rules. I am here in America, so um, you know, <clears throat> laws are questionable, I guess. Yes. Um <laughs> so I run I personally run all of my income through an anonymous LLC out of a different state because that's like how I personally pay my taxes on this income Mm -hmm. because I am 
not afraid of any government entity other than the IRS. Right. Uh, You're right. <laughs> horrifying. Uh, <laughs> honestly, it's the closest I'll ever be to a gangster uh, <laughs> going to jail for racketeering or something. <laughs> but, um, however, this is something you're going to need to actually speak to the person about. So my current arrangement, he has set it up with his accountant as a gift to me. Mm -hmm. So it does not need to run through my LLC, nor do I need to be concerned about putting it into my bank account as a lump sum. It's fine for my bank to report it because it's already been reported in his taxes as a gift. He's already paid the taxes on it for me. So in that case, it's much easier. That does require some trust though, that I know that that's been done. Um, You can just ask for his accountant to shoot you an email. Um, Mm -hmm. You can also ask for some sort of proof you can just pay the taxes on it double dip um you could just ask for it in cash and play it safe play it the way you've always played it not take it electronically whatsoever um or you can also do the pay for things option right. where he just like pays rent pays phone bill pays whatever and then gives you essentially what's left over mm-hmm. Um, I personally don't love that option. Um, and I think this is from my own just like neuroses of like, what if they miss a payment and then I have a late fee? Yeah, fair (laughs) enough. Seriously. I think that's just like my own like craziness, but like, I don't know what if something goes wrong and he just kind of screws you over. Um, but it is an option for you and the likeliness of that happening. Hopefully low if we've done our due diligence right. on like picking the right person, right? right? Um, but yeah, we want to make sure though that we're getting it first of the month up front, that we're not seeing them before we got the money if we didn't get it on the first. Um, or... I guess it doesn't have to be the first. Like we always get it on the 15th. We always get it on the 15th. It just needs to be consistent. Exactly. Um, And other than that, I feel, yeah, make sure that you just keep having those consistent payments, three months, six months meetings and your consistent payments. And if you ever start to feel like something's off or, you need to increase, then feel open enough to at least broach the subject somewhat. Mm-hmm. And if that, or if that's something specific, like, you know, I'm making X amount per month, but my credit cards are still really scary, then maybe the question isn't really let's raise my my monthly maybe the thing is print off those credit card statements and bring them with you yeah and be like let's just talk credit cards like maybe we just need help to pay these off right 
and the monthly is still okay. It's just all of this other stuff from before. Because while these are a little bit, these exclusives are a little bit more of a relationship. And while you still want to keep these hard, firm boundaries, you you are looking for a little more of a relationship environment and something like being a little more comfortable with talking about money and the things you need will make him more comfortable talking about the things that he wants and needs as well. And that's what's going to allow you to keep it going for longer. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. Cause you have to have that balance that works for both parties and, um, my own experience, like I, I have witnessed <laughs> some other friends, like just being super hard with their boundaries and, you know, this is what this costs and just being super strict about it. And that is totally great and totally fine. But I find that those are going to be shorter um, arrangements for sure. And I even wouldn't, I wouldn't even go as far to be like, those are going to not going to last uh, more than a couple months in my experience. Um, yeah, there has to be like some kind of like give and take. Um, obviously there is a lot of benefit because he's getting access to you and all the wonderful the things that come with it, but there has to be some kind of compromise and you just have to be on that same page in order for it to work out, uh, to be fruitful for both of you. So, so yeah, I actually, I, I definitely have to agree with that for sure. <laughs> You're just like shaking your head. You're like, yes, yes. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and you you want to make sure that everyone feels fulfilled mm-hmm. in whatever it is that they want and need. And while what you are looking for is financial mostly, what they're looking for is mostly emotional. Yes. And so while you may have these hard and fast boundaries on X, Y, and Z, Sometimes what's really going to help is that random text on a Wednesday afternoon that's just like, hey, have you done the crossword puzzles today? It was super hard. Mm -hmm. And like little things like that where you might have to step outside of what might be a hard and fast boundary for you of not reaching out, not doing extra stuff like keeping things a little more aloof yeah and that little bit will help increase his want to help you financially and you will keep going back and forth that way until you've developed this lovely give and take to where it feels much more like a free-flowing relationship yeah to where that monthly transfer of money is almost not thought about anymore yeah Exactly. It becomes like, you know, like less transactional, more, uh, more human, more relationship based. Um, and you know, it it is going to be based on like trust, um, um, the true and genuine, hopefully true and genuine enjoyment of each other's company. Cause, um, these take a lot of work. They can, (laughs) they can definitely take a lot of work uh, for you to be present and for you to be comfortable, as you had mentioned. Um, I do want to ask for those who might be listening at home, um, and maybe we haven't been super obvious about it, but exclusive, like say if we are in an exclusive, like true arrangement, um, does that mean that they will have access to you 24-7 or 
how, how would you approach that? So no. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good answer. <laughs> yeah. So no. Um, and to be fair, even a boyfriend wouldn't have access to me 24 seven either. Um, my parents don't have access to me 24 seven. God, no. So, <laughs> you know, um, like I said way earlier, I still need days to recoup. And while we are trying our very hardest to build this relationship, we've just talked for a while, almost an hour about how much we are working our hardest yes. to build this relationship. Mm-hmm. This is still very much work, yeah. right? Like we are doing what we can. So being available all the time is just not realistic. No. Now we have this wonderful secret weapon called most of them have these wonderful full-time jobs that stress them the hell out. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. So I really, especially if you're a full-time exclusive person, I really emphasize taking advantage of the time that they are at work. Mm-hmm. Try your best to take advantage of their work hours or their like bizarre times where they have things going on um, as like your time to do things for yourself. And that way you can still be a little available when they're free. But if I don't know, they're always at dinners or they're always doing something, they work West Coast time right. or something weird. <laughs> Try to use that time for yourself. Yeah. I also am a big fan of scheduling fake things. (laughs) So let's say. Love it. Right. So um, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 7 to 930, I personally go to a Pilates class that doesn't exist (laughs) at all. Never has, never will. But I go every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that is like my personal time where I either eat dinner with my friends, like hang out with my dogs, go on a walk, watch a movie on the couch, do whatever, where I am not reachable by him whatsoever. Right. Um, And I love making up something like that. um, That is consistent Mm -hmm. where I'm just like consistently not available. And then, like I said, typically Sundays I'm not reachable. Right. Um, and never be afraid to, um, just straight up be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not like a phone call. Never liked a phone call. Hate a phone call. (laughs) Um, so I'm just straight up honest. I'm like, it's the modern day 1800s. You can reach me by letter, i.e. text message. (laughs) Otherwise, I'll see you in person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, or like you're trying to talk to me, that's great, but like I'm about to take a nap and that's just what's happening. You don't have to change your whole life around for this person. And they're not going to change their whole life around for you either. Right. But at the same time, you can't just constantly leave them on red and never respond. Yeah. You do you do need to respond within some sort of timely fashion. Mm-hmm. 
that, and that's why I think having things kind of scheduled and, you know, prompting with like, hey, I'm taking a nap. I will be back. Or, hey, I'm going to dinner. I will be back is honestly just the best way to handle it. Yeah. Um, do not just leave things on read. Don't just no. not respond for hours at a time. This is rude. <laughs> I, it is just rude. Yeah. And I personally move. I don't know how everyone else is. I'm sure like most other people, uh, I have like seven or eight different phone numbers. I'm sure everybody has a thousand phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tend to move my exclusives or um, like I call them super regulars. Like it's Airbnb. They're like a super host. <laughs> I tend to move them to um, like my actual Emily iPhone number. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way they're not buried in with all the like, hey, you available right. text messages. Um, which just allows me to not miss them quite as easily. True. That's another would recommend that or just like popping in a new text now number or whatever. Um, just so that they don't get lost. Right. That's a good idea. Really, really good idea. Yeah. Dang. We've all lost somebody. Right. (laughs) You're like, oops, sorry. (laughs) You're like, sorry, it's been three weeks. I did not see you underneath the just barrage of bullshit sorry um my bad emily these are all really really great points i've been enjoying the conversation so far and i'm sure we can talk on 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 forever um but i do also want to bring up the point in terms of like you know i mentioned earlier when when arrangements do end um whether that's going to be on your own terms or whether it's on theirs and despite the circumstances they will end uh how do you navigate around that how do you process how what what are some steps for you that you take so bummer Mm -hmm. they do end um i personally like to if i can feel it's coming to an end for me um I like to write out a, not necessarily a letter or script, but I like to write out a little something to help me sort of guide a discussion. Um, And I write it out in a specific format that I'll tell you now. Um, So the beginning, you basically just sort of describe what's going on, whatever, then you sort of write how you're feeling about it. Then you're going to tell them what you're going to do. And then you tell them like why it's going to be better in the long run. Mm-hmm. So you essentially just say like, we've been doing this for six months. Like, you know, we've both been able to travel and explore, but I'm feeling um, that it's time to move on because of X, Y, Z. You know, I'm really feeling that this has been great and that we've just sort of outgrown each other or whatever you know, reason, whatever we put there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you just kind of wrap it up with something along the lines of like, I know that you'll find something better suited to your needs. Right. Um, and a lot of times, 
like any relationship you'll both feel it coming mm-hmm. it a lot of times won't feel too out of the blue yeah y- you know y- you kind of get a sense of something coming down the way um personally I find the hardest is the opposite when you aren't that invested and all of a sudden you get hit with um you should move in with me and Mm. then all of a sudden you're like oh no this needs to stop right Um, and that's when it can be a little bit harder to pull the plug yeah um is when you're like no you're being too intense and now it needs to stop yeah um because that's when I find it can be a little scary um and that's when we are glad that we did things like never tell him our home address right right um, yeah stuff like that it's so important though <laughs> right ladies um <laughs> so what i typically do there is just reemphasize things we talked about at the beginning how i was never looking for something to become serious i was never looking for something that was going to be anything more than like a long-term friends with benefits support kind of thing Mm -hmm. and how like moving in that direction just really isn't for me so I'm gonna have to like gracefully bow out Mm -hmm. of this situation right um you need to be emotionally prepared for them to throw a lot of things in your face they're going to call you a user they're going to call you selfish they're going to say you took advantage of them all no matter how nice of a person they are it's going to become mean at you and you just have to remember that like none of it's true shake it off everything that happened was done more than willingly at the time yes by both parties and they both consented by to. both parties yeah correct and also he received just as much of a benefit as you did 100 and it honestly probably more so because i've seen how much my therapist charges i could only imagine paying for it hour by hour yeah lord have mercy um <laughs> so my God, and she won't answer this many questions about work like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, just like those sort of those sort of things, but especially on that end, that's really mostly about being careful. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I like to, especially if it's been going on, I like to break up in person. It does not have to be a permanent breakup if you feel comfortable walking back to a regular client relationship, you can, Mm -hmm. um, if that's something that works for the two of you. Um, I think it's more polite to do it in person. I also highly recommend doing it in public. Yes. Obviously. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Do not do that in private, but in person, I think it's just more respectful. Um, so yeah. And then if, if he dumps you, just take it like a chant, smile, be be grateful, and um, just do your best to hold it together. Um, 
do do the best that you can to like save, prepare, you know, from the jump, prepare for what is coming at the end. Um, and yeah, yeah, it just kind of keep in keep in mind that this is it's going to end, but it's going to be okay. You're getting a lot of you're getting a lot out of it in the meantime you're getting a lot of comfort a lot of stability a lot of experiences hopefully and a lot of opportunity hopefully yeah um and that's amazing oh actually there's like this one random thing that just came to mind is whole it's somewhat related to all of this sure. but it is like it's like a personal Emily thing that just really bothers me. Um, as he buys you things, please do not forget to update your insurance. Yes. To cover the new things he purchases so for you. People always forget. Yeah, it's so true. That's that, that's, that's so important. I like to I like totally forgot about that too. Don't forget. As people get all of these like nicer new things, they always forget to update their insurance. And I'm like, girl, if your apartment burns down, what's going to happen to all your stuff? Yeah. They won't pay you back. It's true. So that's just what we're talking about financial security. Yeah. And get all those gifts appraised. Ensure as your well. stuff. Ensure, get them all appraised, get the financial, get all those documents. It's important. It'll that's right. save your Put them in a little safe in your house. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love I'll that. always be on top of your stuff. So, but yeah, I, it's a great, it's a really great experience. It's a great learning experience. It's definitely not for everybody. No. So it's definitely not for everybody. And it's definitely worth trying um, at least once or twice. And it's, it's cool. It's something I personally think it's really worth it for the girls who like really like to latch on to I guess their regulars and really like to develop their relationships with their regulars and sort of just like kind of keep their client list I guess a little tight and Mm -hmm. like sort of see the same people yeah which is definitely one kind of gal yeah um totally because that's definitely one type of person it's a much less it's a much less secure income stream Mm -hmm. than the other type of girlies who are more like eclectic with their client base. Right. Um, But I definitely think both, both kinds should try um, for sure. Yeah. Because you never know who, who it might work for. And you also never know who you might meet um, or who that right client might be. Um, My current my current exclusive arrangement is actually in the same field. I did not know any of this. In the same field that I work in. Oh my gosh. Um, we were we were in Miami over the weekend. Nice. And he was immediate like, oh my God. I he was like, I get what you're doing or whatever, but I'm just gonna text this guy really quick. Um and like whipped off an email really quickly to this guy who already wants to talk to me to do an interview to work at his company. It's a open doors in my professional life that I would have never considered. Wow. At all. Amazing. And so you 
you can get all of these little like untangible little benefits. Yeah, also, he knew a great hole in the wall Cuban sandwich place. Hell so, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. I love that. Yeah. I mean, two, two amazing things. Yeah. They, the opportunities that can come out of these arrangements are really great. Like I was really able to travel a lot. I, I crossed off every single restaurant that I couldn't afford in Vancouver <laughs> that I didn't want to pay for yeah. <laughs> every tasting menu. Love like, it. it. It was just great. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, like, and it just depends on like, well, what, type of person you're attracting what kind of experiences that you value what you actually value for your arrangement and these are all questions that we can't answer on here um because it really is catered to yourself like we can't negotiate for you but hopefully this episode has provided um at least some kind of breakdown on how to better approach your regulars and how to make them um you know secure uh long-term arrangements in the future. Um, and I've, I've just really enjoyed this conversation so much, Emily. It's been so great. I feel like we were on the same page for a lot of things that you said today. And I'm hoping that this episode will bring a lot of people some value uh, to and will serve as a great resource in future. But before I let you go, where can folks find you? Yeah, um, I'm actually pretty easy to find find it's just my name emily monroe and nyc so that's uh emily monroe nyc and that's for twitter i guess x um also emily monroe nyc.com same at proton.me pretty pretty consistent pretty easily easy to find um yeah i'm always in New York City, I very, very rarely travel. So if you are ever traveling to me, feel free to uh, hit me up and see if I'm up to something. Usually, usually not, honestly. <laughs> so see if I'm free. Maybe we can go. Maybe we can go eat one of those tasting menus I haven't tried here in New York City. And there's a lot of that. So. <laughs> Lots of Michelin stars we had there. I know. <laughs> I know. I you know. So I love that. And city. some of them are not great. Yes. But I've yes. had all the not great ones. So <laughs> some of the good ones I need to go to. That's for sure. Make it happen. And you know, you'd be surprised. There's been so many clients um, that have reached out to other providers on this podcast platform so I feel like it's been a fun matching game so hopefully it'll work out for you so <laughs> everyone make sure you go ahead and Honestly, follow and like reach out to Emily book her please you know what this is what we'll put into the universe as this is just bizarre I have never once not once ever been booked by a medical professional of any kind okay. not once Never ever. Isn't that wild? That is wild. That is really I, crazy. Just like I have of, of, <laughs> many times. Of any kind. That's wild I, to me. I could like throw anything and hit you with a banker and attorney, but yes. like oh lots no of lawyers. One. Wild. <laughs> wild. Well, we're gonna put this out I'm there. Like, Emily, this is gonna be the year for you. Yeah, so I'm throwing <laughs> I'm throwing medical. I'm throwing medical into the universe. Somebody wanna tell me what's wrong with I don't know. My, myself? <laughs> any my heart rate, maybe? Come on. Yeah. Any, anybody want to <laughs> talk about my nose? Thanks. <laughs> um, all of those links are going to be in the show notes if you haven't clicked already. Um, 
for everyone else listening at home, it's Stripped by Sia on Instagram. Or sorry, no, it's Stripped by Sia on Twitter slash X. Stripped by Sia podcast on Instagram because as you all know, that was taken down like last year. So boo-hoo, lame. That platform is not great. Um, We also have patreon.com slash stripped by Sia if you want to financially support the show. And if you actually wanted to try to be on the show, um, I do. It's a lot of invite only, but like I do take a lot of pitches. I see a lot of pitches and a lot of them are great. A lot of them are interesting. Um, Need some work though. I'm happy to develop an episode with you. Um, You can go check out my website strippedbysia.com and just click on the contact page there and you can go ahead and fill out the form there and we can get talking. And with that, it's new episodes every single Sunday dropping at uh, midnight Pacific Standard Time. And with that being said, we are all finished here. Emily, it was such a great time chatting with you today. Thank you for allowing me to pick your brain over the last hour and a bit and we'll catch you all in for another episode next week thank you you're listening to stripped by sia hosted produced and edited by steph sia music by ted d graphic design by maria bellandorama and photography by ian dabbern <laughs>